Kaketso Sejane on Cape Talk, your number one news and talk station. Tim Landy is with us. Hey, Bravo. Hey, man. How's it going? I'm good. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Um, we're going to be talking about a lot more stuff that's a lot more calming by the sounds of things. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> a lot more interesting stuff. As we normally do, Tim, uh, we recap. So since the last time we spoke, were there any rescues? I'm hoping not. I'm hoping that we could go qu- quite a streak. I know. You know, uh, know, saying, no, actually, there was nothing. Thank you. Moving right along. I wish I could come in here and tell you that, but unfortunately, it's not the case. <laughs> They've... Um, Actually, today, just um, before I got here, there was um, one call for for a guy. Unfortunately, um, it was all over Facebook. Um, he went out um, with a friend, and they ended up getting mugged at the back of the Sentinel in Hot Bay. Oh, man. And, um, yeah, the one guy ran off. And so the friend went back and raised the alarm and of course their search then had to to happen to go and get this guy but they found him the helicopter was called out and and they found him quite quickly thankfully because the area that he ran into is quite a dangerous area so mm. and it was getting dark pretty soon so and they were not harmed in the robbery i'm not sure of those details at all um i, I think yeah they're probably traumatized because it can't can't be much fun yeah but yeah the the other rescue that i can recall was um, not so much of a rescue as it was just an assistance mm. for some people that had got lost or um, had you know, kind of lost their way a little bit, but um, rangers went up and helped them out. Mm-hmm. So one of the easier ones, not, but all happy endings as usual. That's great. That's great. Yeah, yeah and uh, we, 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 we are hoping still that next week we'll be able to speak to the guys from, from SkyMed. We were, actually, that was the plan for the day. Yes. And then he lost his voice. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he wasn't, wasn't able to come through today, but um, he will be here next week, Yeah, which is fantastic. No, good luck, good luck, good luck. Um, uh, do get, but what, what, what's his uh, name again? Grant. Grant. Get better, Grant. I'm sure you can. Yeah. He is listening. Hopefully, he is. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're talking um, navigation. Huh? Yeah, I thought you know um, it was obviously going to be next week's um, topic, but mm. yeah, I'm bring it forward to this week. Maps, maps, and navigation. I, I thought you know I, it, um, when I was out last week walking with Lisa van der Vestes and, and and a couple of others, um, when we were coming down, I had a group of about four. I think they were German. I'm not terribly sure, but mm. they stopped and said, "Sorry, um, do you know how much further to the top?" And I was like, "Top of where? Where exactly do you want to? Where go? are you going?" <laughs> no, well, just to the top. So I said, "No, well, it's about another hour and a bit to to the top of this climb, but there's a, a much bigger climb. But rather get to that top and then come back down again, you know." Yeah. So. Uh, I think it was Liesl or somebody turned around to me and said, hopefully you won't hear from them again (laughs) later in the day to please come and get them from the top. Right. So, I mean, talking navigation, uh, there are many different ways in which um, one can find their way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, generally um, navigation is just one of those things where where people, a lot of people don't, are not very good at it. Yeah. Yeah. they like to think they are until they get up into the mountains. Um, and when when I did my mountain guiding course, um, I found out a whole bunch about navigation that I thought I knew that I didn't. Mm. Um, and obviously it starts out with the basics of sort of north, east, south, west, mm. and, and kind of always knowing where north is. Mm. Um, 
So whenever I'm hiking, I always have a compass, mm-hmm. um, and everybody should have a compass. Um, it's not going to get you completely out of control, um, out of out of trouble, but it is going to be a starting point as to finding out where exactly you're pointing, because if you don't know where you're pointing, you don't know where to go, and you don't know where you've come from. Mm-hmm. So it it's very important to to be able to know exactly what to do and and where to go. Um, with navigation so one of the things that i brought up when i was doing the, the mountain guiding courses i said well you know nowadays we've got technology we've got mm. gps so why can't we just use gps and the simple answer was you can't rely on it right so a compass you can rely on but it obviously doesn't give you nearly as much information as what gps will mm-hmm. um so the problem with gps is obviously the battery goes flat yes um and also Sometimes there are not enough satellites in the sky, mm. um, and it can tell you that you're 20 meters away from you, where you actually are. So it, it can be very, you know, especially if you're in a rescue situation, you're not where you actually say you are. Mm. So just, just a few things here, because, right, so everybody who hikes should use, um, should have a campus, mm. because you need to know where you're going, you need to know where you're coming from. Um, but one assumes that you are on a trail, Yeah. right? And you would know where it is leading to. Exactly. So this is where maps come in. Because it's all very well having a compass, but if you don't know where you're going or you don't know where you've come from. Yeah. And again, that brings me to the, the woman that, that asked me, where is the top? Hmm. Now, if she had a map and she had studied the route that she wanted to take, um, of which there are many routes on top of mountain, between Signal Hill and Cape Point, there is an estimated 900 different routes that you can take. What? Yeah. So you can you can get lost. Quick. Getting lost is 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 very easy yeah. in the Cape Peninsula. So again, it's it's you also need to be skilled in reading maps and yeah. using the campus in relation to reading maps, which yeah. is why sometimes the best thing to do is go with somebody who actually knows them. Exactly. Route. Yeah. So if you're going to do it for the first time, it's always best to actually do it with somebody who's done it before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just sort of take notes along the way. Just um, get your bearings along the way because it's, you know, look, whenever I hike, especially if I'm hiking a new area, on Sunday I'm doing a hike where there's going to be an area that I'm going to be hiking in a new area on a path that I haven't walked on. Um, it links up to a path that I have and it, it um, comes from a path that I have walked on. Um but saying that that's all very well, I've studied that map and I've studied the aerial photographs so that it's sort of ingrained in my brain as to where exactly we're going to go. What are the kind of landmarks that I need to look out for? Mm. So that if at any point I do feel disorientated, then I can, I can look for those landmarks and I can be prepared for it. So crash course, crash course, navigating, uh, navigation when I don't have a compass when you don't have a compass yeah let's do a crash course so a crash course would basically if you were walking in the daytime um the sun is basically the one the one thing that you can rely on mm. so if you know what time of the day it is and you look at where the sun is um if you've been around since the morning time you can see more or less where it has come from so you know obviously the sun rises in the east and mm. sets in the west you should know you should know yeah because <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know that then <laughs> yeah. we've got a problem <laughs> then, you, then you really are in big trouble yeah um but you know even saying that sometimes then there's cloud cover and and you can't see the sun so now now what do you do so mm. that again that comes in where you've got to know the terrain so 
um, if you don't don't know the terrain and you can't see the sun and you don't have a compass, you're in a bit of trouble. Mm. Um, so you 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 really need to be prepared. Um, and I mean, look, I know the mountains, Cape Peninsula Mountains. I've been doing them 36 years. I still take a map, mm. um, and I still I, I know them like the back of my hand. Um, but I still take a map. Um, mm. And the, one of the reasons for that is that should I slip and fall and I'm with a gr- bunch of people that don't know the route, mm. they can at least take my map. If I'm now unconscious, I can't help them. They then at least can then find the map mm-hmm. and use that map. And, and hopefully somebody within that group would then know, could work out more or less where we are. Mm. So landmarks are, are, are a big thing when, when navigating and, and using maps. Um, You've got you've got to keep what's about you all the time. You've got to keep watching, looking for peaks, um, dams, rivers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're going to start off from the basics, the sun is obviously the the one thing that you're going to work from. Um, and yeah, landmarks. So if you you know Cape Town, it's quite easy because you've got a very gigantic mm-hmm. mountain mm-hmm. that you can always mm-hmm. if it's either on your left or your right, you know more mm-hmm. or less which side of the peninsula you're on. What are your experiences of using navigation? Um, have you been stuck um, on a part of the mountain and in using landmarks, the sun, uh, you are able to get out of a tricky situation? Or are you an expert when it comes to this, where you're able to put a, pull a bear grills on us? Uh, <laughs> call, let's uh, share your stories. 021-446-0567. Tim Lundy is with us. We are hiking with Tim at 19 minutes to 10. Cape Talk. WhatsApp Kaketso now. 072-567-1567. It is a Thursday. We continue hiking with Tim Landy, talking navigation. As, um, as I said, if you've got your own navigation stories or what you would like to know, understand, and learn, uh, give us a shout. 021-446-0567. Uh, Trezan says, Hi, Tim. Where in the Western Cape is it possible to feel disorientated as I would like to challenge my navigation skills? Eh? <laughs> I find shopping centers work quite well. <laughs> <laughs> go to Canal Walk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the one place where my navigation skills go right out the window. <laughs> um yeah, I mean, look, I, I do try myself. I do try and um, push those those limits to, to try and see if I can get myself um, to to feel like I don't know where I'm going. Um, what would that entail? Yeah, you you like in the mist, or you basically try and do it so that you've got as little to work with as possible. So, uh, like, if the sun is missing. I tell you what, when it is very, very difficult, is night navigation. Night navigation is a whole different ball game, because then you're having to deal with stars. Hmm. Um, because your visibility now, so your landmarks are too far away to actually see, and it's too dark. Hmm. Um, again, when I did my mountain guiding course, that's part of it. You have to do night navigation, and um, yeah, I found I found that quite difficult because then you have to sit and look at a map. Um, and we were actually in the Cedarburg, and we were doing this night navigation off trail. So we weren't even on a path. Oh, you see now. <laughs> and so we were having to look at different peaks and look at the map and try and line up everything so that you can work out more or less where you are. Hmm. Um, 
and then how we were going to get where were we going to go from there so the guy that was testing us was watching how how we reacted to to the fact of we didn't know where we were or how do we yeah. get back to the path wow. so we had to keep on telling we think we're another half a kilometer away from the path or we're going to intersect this uh, rocky outcrop in the next five minutes or so um, and we all we all did quite well but at one point the the one chap got in a torch and he started shining this is about two o'clock in the morning now and um, he started shining the torch and the next thing you just saw this these two little bright reflections and I said to them just Put the torch back again. Of course, you put it back, and it was a Cape Mountain leopard about 100 meters away. <laughs> yeah, just uh, checking is this it? out. Is it? Is it? <laughs> uh, Philip, I see you in Tokai coming to you, but I just want to quickly say to Trizan, I, I would, you know, give us a call. I would like to know um, what else you have done in challenging your navigation skills. I'm really interested mm. in in that. I find it crazy to deliberately do that, but hey, we all trip out in different ways. <laughs> Philip in Tokai, thanks for your call. Um, hi, yeah, I've just got a tip on how to navigate with the sun and using your watch. The phone? Yes, your, your watch. Oh, your watch, okay. Um, well, <clears throat> you point your watch so that 12 o'clock faces the sun, and then you take the hour hand and you divide that into the middle, and that is north. Wait, hold on, say that again. So you've got your watch, you make sure that 12 o'clock is facing the sun. Right. Say it's, nine, say it's nine o'clock in the morning. You point twelve o'clock at the sun, so it's to the east. Uh-huh. You look at nine o'clock. You divide it in, so you go to half past ten, and that'll be north. Ah. Then you'll point your watch to the west. Divide that by two, and that's north. Wow, that's interesting tip. Mm. Thanks for that, Philip. Thank you. Um, yeah. Okay. Any, any, any more navigation trips um, there? I pre- appreciate your call, Philip. Thank you. Thank you, Dax. Right. Yeah. right. Philip in Tokai there. Hi, in Durban. Hi. Hi, it's actually, I'm from Durban. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. Durbanville, not Durban. <laughs> yeah. I forgot the Ville there. I nearly <laughs> yeah, placed you yeah. in KZN. Yeah, I just happened to put on the radio and I heard about navigation. Um, I happen to do a part of your private pilot license is to do a navigation course, and we call it Dead Reckoning. Mm. Mm, and um, mm, mm, mm. but but there's a saying, and it's actually more joke than anything else. It's you never get lost. You're only temporary, unsure of your position. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. very true. Yeah. So whenever they ask you where are you, I would just say, just let me check quickly. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And then um, yeah. But uh, what what our guest in the studio said is quite true. They always have to be aware of your. Of your of your surroundings, and once you're airborne or you're on the ground, mm. or, uh, you always have to make sure what you see on the map is you got to put it back into the cockpit and look outside. There's mm. the dam, so be be sure of that. But yeah, thanks for the great show. Just before so, before okay. you go, Hein, just um, yeah. yes. have you have you? What are some of the I suppose maybe the more scarier or disorientating moments where? you were not too sure what was going on or where you were at and you had had to draw from your your skills to get your nav- navigation right? Um, like when it's cloud cover. Uh, yeah, I would say flying into really bad weather, um, but not really, but we call it RMC, um, but it's more flying into um, 
uh, into unfamiliar terrain. You're not really familiar with the area, although you mm-hmm. studied it up. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you, you made a study. You draw a line from point A to B, and you mark it every 10 miles, mm-hmm. nautical miles yeah. you make. And you say, all right, 10 nautical miles, you hear. What's your time of departure? Your next point of arrival at that checkpoint will be, say, 10 minutes. So you should be there now. So if you haven't seen that tree or that dam by, say, 10 o'clock and you can't find the dam, well, then you've got to stop here before you start. You just continue walking or flying or driving further on because your checkpoint, it's important to have checkpoints so you can be sure that um, – you, you're supposed to be at that checkpoint. So if you haven't found the checkpoint, then you have a problem. You either have to backtrack or just familiarize yourself with the area. Otherwise, yeah, then, then you would get lost. Yeah. But otherwise, I would just declare it. You're temporarily unsure of your position. So reorientate yourself and then, yeah, take it from there. Compass, GPS, whatever, mm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Thanks for the call, Hein. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks, Have Hein. Have a good show. Cheers, right. guys. That Cheers. is Hein in Durbanville. Uh, he's a pilot, and yeah, there's considerations to be made there as well, Tim. But he, yeah, I mean, he what he's saying is basically the same thing um, that you keep on you keep on reassessing, hmm. keep on trying to you know look at the position that you're in, um, and keep on looking for those landmarks. Hmm. Um, and if you keep doing that, and you, 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 it eventually becomes like second nature to you. Mm. So, but you've got to keep on doing it, and you've got to be familiar with the terrain that you're going into, because you are going to get lost if you don't know that terrain. You're going into unfamiliar territory, so landmarks are going to mean nothing to you if you haven't actually checked them on the map. Um, they're just going to be landmarks. They're, yeah. they're not going to be reference. You points. need to study what the route that you're going to be exactly. taking. So every time I do a hike, um, you can ask my wife. Sometimes I, I get a bit pedantic about it. Sometimes I can study a map up to thirty times before I do a trail. Um, I'm doing a trail next weekend, and I've I've studied that map already about five times. Yeah, I've already done the trip once before, but it was many years ago. Um, but yeah, I, I'm 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 not. A, not happy to do it until I'm absolutely confident that I could do it with my eyes closed. So, uh, a couple of other um, uh, points that have to do with with uh, navigation. Uh, how does triangulation work? So, triangulation is basically again you find three landmarks and then you draw lines from them, and it will. You've got a map. Oh, you've got a map. Yeah. So you've basically with your map, you've got a you've got a um, what's the word I'm looking for? You've got to synchronize it with the land. So if you see a dam off to your left, then you line up the map mm. so that the dam is also off to the left. Mm. Um, and then you draw lines from your three points. And that should then give you, when they, where they intersect each other, it gives you a triangle. Mm. And the smaller the triangle, the more accurate it is. And that's basically what GPS does, is it triangulates constantly. Mm. It bounces off the from from the satellites it keeps on reading from satellites and those satellites will then talk to the gps and the gps will work out exactly your global position based on those satellites nice one david is in hard bay thanks for calling good evening hello good get so uh, love the show uh, i just turned on the radio and heard about navigation and the pilot calling in about his story and yeah. i thought to people might uh, be interested in in my story because uh, I was uh, a sailor. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, so we we obviously did uh, navigation by by various methods. And the the days that I was sailing, we used uh, something called a sat nav. We didn't have GPS in those days. And uh, but uh, I did Atlantic crossing from uh, the Canaries to the uh, Caribbean, and uh, I didn't have a sat nav. So uh, we, we were leaving in two days from the Canaries, and we needed to get across. And uh, so I, I managed to get a little plastic sextant, and, uh, and I went to my neighboring boat, who, who was a celestial navigator, and I said to him, you know, can you help me? And he gave me a quick lesson in, uh, in celestial navigation with the sun. And uh, so uh, we, we set off sailing, and all I was doing was taking noonday sights. So uh, I don't know uh, if uh, people know, but the noonday site will give you your uh, your latitude, so you know how far north or south you are. Mm. And of course, when you're traveling uh, to the Caribbean, all you got to do is get onto I think it was the 16th or the 17th parallel, and you just sail on that all the way across. Right. Sure. Sure. So I was taking these uh, these these sites and trying to work out everything. Uh, as we were going along, and I had no way of knowing, you know, how it was because. Oh, let's try and get uh, David back if we if we could, um, please, um, Lindy. Uh, but yeah, we're talking navigation, wrapping up in the next couple of minutes, and we're hoping that David can come back and conclude uh, his story. Uh, the need for all of us to be mild, whether it's what David said and what was shared by Hein earlier mm. on, um, be aware of your surroundings. You exactly. gotta know what your surroundings are, are looking like. David, yeah. we've got you back. Yeah, sorry, I don't know what happened. But anyway, so, so, uh, I'm taking these sites and I have no idea where, where we are. The only thing that, uh, that was in my favor was that, um, every time I took the sites, they were more or less the, the same. So I was thinking, okay, so we we we're pretty good on that regard, but in terms of our progress across the Atlantic, uh, we were just dead reckoning, as the pilot was saying. You just figure out more or less what your speed has been because we had a, a speed a speedo on the on the boat. So you figure out more or less what your speed has been for the day, and uh, you work it out times hours, and then you you work you plot your your progress across. When we when we got to the Caribbean, of course, then we were completely. Uh, I, I wasn't sure. We, we, we saw the first island. I wasn't sure if it was the Caribbean or if it was <laughs> the Bahamas or even if it was if we'd gone right through and we were getting through to the ABC Islands or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, so so we trundled off to to uh, the first island was off to to the left and we we sailed off to that island and as we got close to the island there was a fishing boat and I said to him we're going to Antigua which way to Antigua <laughs> and he just pointed and as soon as he pointed I looked on the chart and I could see immediately which way to go nice. but uh, a little bit of a, a humorous story about navigation nice one appreciate uh, it david thank you very much that, man 
Uh, you right. get to go. You get to go to exotic places next time. You must just uh, invite us, brother. <laughs> oh, fabulous! Yes. Uh, well, well, I haven't sailed for many, many years, but um, uh, planning on going sailing again soon. Yeah. All right. Thanks a lot for the call, David, in Howard Bay. How navigation is applied in in many ways, land, sea. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, at yeah? sea, you don't have very many landmarks, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's when you have to know your story. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's like a whole new level of navigation that you're gonna know. Tim, I know that um, last week I wasn't able to make it to Tranquility Cracks, but we we do need to talk about uh, the next hike uh, because also uh, young John Matham wants to join us. Well, I was thinking maybe corporate cabs. Or you're not ready the, the, for that yet. The, the, where are we going to crawl? <laughs> you're not ready ah, for that yet. Tim. Ah. Okay, I'll go back to the drawing board. <laughs> no, it's fine. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I must get over these things. <laughs> I told you, man, this is the journey that I'm walking with you where I'm getting to get over a lot of issues um and and if that's one of them then that's what it is i think we're probably not thinking about it now we'll probably leave it until a little bit later because it can be a bit wet in there with all the rain that we've had yeah and you don't want it's to be crawling w- in the mud it's one thing <laughs> to crawl in like sand yes it's another thing, thing to crawl in, in mud. no Tim. no that's not no, fun so <laughs> we'll we'll find something else that we can do and um that's just as adventurous um but yeah, Tranquility Cracks was great fun. We really, really did have a, a good time. But um, I'll give it a thought and we will we'll do a nice walk and John Matham can join us. Yeah. And <laughs> get Liesl because Liesl's really keen now. She actually said to me um, the other day, she said <laughs> she has to admit that her legs were actually quite sore for two days afterwards. Liesl von der Vestes and you are a legend, uh, our colleague on KFM. Um, and people can actually check her out every every weekday morning. She's just got all sorts of a, um, a show between five and six. Great outdoors. She's doing amazing things yeah. and sharing a lot. Larry just called and says that uh, real men don't use GPS. <laughs> <laughs> true story yeah. <laughs> right go be a real man and not know how to use your compass and maps and get lost yeah. and then you get the real men <laughs> who are going to come and help you out because you're trying to prove something <laughs> i tell you what in rescue they don't they really don't use much gps yeah. either as well nice but one. um when we do um tr- we do try and get gps coordinates because that does that does help get them a lot faster all right, Tim Landy, hiking with Tim on Twitter. No, yeah. hiking Cape Town. Hiking Cape Town. Hiking Cape Town on Twitter. Um, Facebook. Uh, Facebook Cape Town is hiking. Cape Town hiking with, with Tim, Tim Landy, Landy. and then it. there's also your website, which is hikingcapetown.co.za. He is available for bookings for you if you want to take go on hikes. Um, we can talk about a deal. I get a commission. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Landy, thank you very much.